This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What's less complicated, the tiebreakers in the NFL. Generally, we don't really have to deal with them, uh, and we probably won't have to deal with them in this case this weekend. Babe Loffenberg is part of the Dallas Cowboys radio network. He sits next to Brad Sham. Actually, I don't know if you sit next to Brad Sham or if there is a spotter or a stat guy in between you, uh, but I appreciate your time. You are nationally known for your greatness, sir. How you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even locally known for my greatness, but I'm doing well, thank you. And it's funny because Brad Sham been doing play by play for gosh, yeah, pretty close to forty years, and I'm coming up on twenty seven or twenty eight, something like that, as the analyst. But uh, I always tell Brad, I, I heard you talking about the ACC, excuse me, tiebreakers. Brad will get into. He'll say now if, if Philadelphia loses to. Jacksonville and the Cowboys beat Washington and Carolina. The Cowboys would have had a better NFC record, but Philadelphia would have lost to an AFC team. I said, Brad, it's week three. You're giving me a headache. <laughs> I said, let's wait until week 18 and we, they, we'll know a lot more. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it, sometimes they get too complicated. Uh, oh. So let, let, let's make it simple. We know okay. Dallas. We know Dallas is good. That is that is not disputed by anybody. Um, how good are they? Are they are they in the same class with? Uh, we'll just say in the NFC with Philadelphia, with San Francisco, with like those two big dogs in the NFC, or are they uh, maybe just a notch below? I think, judging from results which is what we do, right? right. Uh, they're a notch below, but I think they can play with either of those teams. Now, the funny thing is they played them both. They went to San Francisco or Santa Clara, as the case <laughs> may be, where the 49ers play now, and they just got boat raced. Um, they did not play well. San Francisco played great. Uh, Kyle Shanahan even said after the game that was the best game we've mm-hmm. played in a while. They went to Philadelphia two weeks ago. You know, they had the ball sitting at Philly's six-yard line with a first down and needing a touchdown, they went backward from there, mm-hmm. ended up having to try to throw it in for a score on the last play of the game from the 27-yard line. They took two penalties and a sack. But, <laughs> you know, they can play with Philly. They can play with San Francisco. And I think, I think you got to throw Detroit yep. into that conversation Agreed. as well. But, yeah, they can play with anybody. They're, I mean, they're a good team. There's no question. And there's no team without flaws. I mean, they threw for 350 yards against Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, in that game. Uh, so, but but it's all hey, as you well know, um, Adam. It all depends on who's playing at the time. You know, right? Um, and injuries. The, yeah. So the team you think you're going to play in two weeks may not be that team because they lose people. Yeah. How different do the Cincinnati Bengals look today? Uh, with, uh, I don't even know the guy's name, Jake Browning, uh, at quarterback right. as opposed to Joe Burrow at quarterback. Uh, look, I, I think the Cowboys are, uh, they certainly did play with Philadelphia. There's no question. I think, do you think San Francisco, when they're, when they're fully healthy, when Trent Williams is the uh, left tackle and Debo Samuel is on the field, you think they're better than everybody else in the NFC? You know, I do. um Obviously, they beat Philadelphia, or excuse me, Philadelphia beat San Francisco last year in the playoffs, but 
we all know, San Francisco literally did not have a quarterback <laughs> in that game. None. But uh, I, I think San Francisco defense is great. They can certainly run the ball. They hit you with five different guys at the skill positions, in, including the fullback, Kyle mm-hmm. Juszczyk. They can, you know, do a little damage when you don't pay attention to them. Um, they've got an all-pro tight end. As you said, Debo Samuel. I'm a big believer in Brock Purdy. Yeah. So, I mean, just as we sit here today talking, I would say San Francisco is probably the favorite to win the NFC. Now, the downside is they may have to travel to Philadelphia again mm-hmm. because Philadelphia right now, of course, only has one loss. San Francisco has three. Babe Laufenberg is joining us here, part of the Dallas Cowboys radio network here on the Adam Gold Show, and they will be in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte to take on the Panthers coming up on Sunday. I mean, and Adam, why did you guys go to turf? Why did you do that? I'm with you. I love a grass. I'm game. with you. I, well, wait a second. <laughs> D- Dallas hasn't played on grass since they played, uh, I don't even know, before Texas Stadium was built. Yeah, the, top, <laughs> the Cotton Bowl. But, but they're indoors. They're I know. They're indoors. That's, no, but I, hey, everybody goes to turf so they can hold other events there. We all know that, and they make more money. How do you feel about that, by the way? You know, you were a player, too. Uh, and maybe it's different for quarterbacks than it are, than it is for other players. But players talk. Uh, would would players legitimately rather play on grass? Oh, absolutely. Maybe. Hey, if you talk to a Tyreek Hill, who is going to be faster on turf. Yeah. Although he's faster, he'd be faster <laughs> at the beach running in sand. He'd be faster than anybody anywhere. But right. players, uh, I, I would say ninety five percent would prefer to play on a grass field it's just easier on the body and you know the, the falls are pretty hard like when you get thrown into the turf not that a grass field absorbs all of it but it's certainly a little more forgiving than a than a turf field yeah there's uh there's no question and we we, we see fewer we don't see zero we see fewer non-contact injuries on grass than we see on turf. The data says that, but I we understand you because you pointed it out. It's all about money. Babe Laufenberg yeah. is joining us. Dak Prescott takes a lot of heat uh, when things don't go well. Um, how has Dak performed? I know there have been some interception problems, but every quarterback's got him. He doesn't have him like uh, J- Josh Allen has him. Um, how uh-huh. how has uh, Dak performed, and how is Dallas's offense operating? as we get into week 11? You know, over the last three weeks, uh, or since they came out of the bye week, they have been just on fire. Um, Last week, and you can say, well, the Giants aren't very good, but the Giants were like the third best third down team in the NFL. They have a good defense, I think, the Giants. But, I mean, the Cowboys put up 640 yards on them. That just doesn't happen in an NFL game. Um so that tells you a little bit about how good they were last week. Um, but, yeah, the the only thing, the running game hasn't got going. But mm-hmm. in, in the passing game, Dak has played great. Um, Brandon Cooks last week went for 178 yards, so they got him involved. C.D. Lamb uh, set an NFL record <laughs> last week by 10 catches for 150 yards in three consecutive games. Uh, which, by the way, I was shocked that Jerry Rice had never done that. <laughs> uh, even Cup, Cooper Cup, uh, yeah, two years ago had 1,900 yards receiving and 145 catches. So I thought, well, he must have done it in that season. And I look back, and 
he had not done it. But uh, C.D. Lamb's been on fire. Yeah, the offense has been really, really good since they came out of the bye three weeks ago. Trayvon Diggs is spending a lot of time tweeting about his brother in Buffalo. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, since he went out with injury, how has Dallas's defense been impacted? How are they compensating? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. What, in your mind, is the biggest challenge we face heading to retirement? Having income enabled us to not have to go to work, right? So when you get to retirement, you need the money from somewhere. We're supposed to be building our money as we work, putting it aside, 401k, whatever, 403b, TSP. But we need to translate that lump sum that we have into a lifetime income. We put together lifetime income plans showing you what your guaranteed lifetime income will be. The next 10 people, we'll do it for them at no cost. Or at no cost. Yep. Eight 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Well, it's funny because Deron Bland, who has taken over for Trayvon once Trayvon got hurt, uh, he's been fantastic at at corner. And here's a guy, he was a fifth-round draft pick last year, uh, played at Sacramento State, and then was a grad transfer and played his final year at Fresno State. Something in the fifth round again. And he has more interceptions over the last two years than any player in the NFL. Great ball skills. Got a, got a pick last week against the Giants. Great kid. But they, they, I don't want to say they haven't missed a beat, but they kind of haven't missed a beat. <laughs> and uh, he was playing in the slot, a nickel, when Trayvon was healthy. Uh, now they've kicked him out. Jordan Lewis is their nickel back, who's veteran player. And uh, he was coming off an injury. But when... Kind of almost like when Trayvon got hurt, Jordan Lewis was coming back from his injury that he suffered last year, and he's been in the slot. He's been very good, too. So uh, they, they really haven't lost a lot, and you would think losing a player like Trayvon Diggs is going to set you back. Right. Uh, but they haven't missed a beat in that secondary. Babe Laufenberg is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Here in, uh, in, the, in the Carolinas, and the team is based in Charlotte. We're in Raleigh, but... Um, we know that Frank Reich is coming under some some heat here. Uh, he gave the play-calling duties to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, coming out of the bye week three weeks ago. They won their first game against the Texans, lost the next two, uh, and now Reich is taking them back. They're not dramatically worse offensively uh, now than they were in the first six weeks. So if something is up here, my guess is, is that Reich feels like he's coaching for his job. Uh, what kind of heat is there heat? On Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Well, it's funny. Uh, Mike McCarthy has gone twelve and five, right? In the last two seasons, or six and three. And we're talking about right, but the standard is different in Dallas, right? <laughs> yeah, to, to an extent. To an extent, uh, I, I think a lot of people live in the past with the Cowboys in the sense that Super Bowl is the expectation. They haven't right. won a Super Bowl in twenty-seven years. They haven't been to a Super Bowl in twenty-seven years. They haven't been to an NFC championship game in 27 years. So the, the notion that the expectation is there, I don't, there's a hope. <laughs> and I think it's a team capable of getting there this year. I really do. Right. But I, I don't know that that's a realistic expectation when you haven't done it for 27 years. I think there's an expectation in Kansas City, no question, right? Right. And when, when Brady was in New England, the expectation was, yeah, they're they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's just a question of whether they win it or not. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, here's the other thing about it. Let me it. just say this about Frank Reich. Sure. I mean, it's the first year. Uh-huh. You've got a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. I understand what C.J. Stroud is doing, but 
history tells you if you're playing a rookie quarterback, you're going to struggle. I was here. I was I was a teammate of Troy Aikman's his rookie year in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman went 0 and 11. <laughs> we didn't win a game with him at quarterback, right? Um, and he turned out pretty good. So it, it's I, I think we just expect a lot from these young guys real fast. And hey, I don't know if Bryce Young will ever get there, but he's played eight NFL games, and you're, you're going to struggle. And they have struggled. Yeah, you're going to struggle when the personnel around you isn't very good, and the personnel absolutely. And that's that's right. where Troy was. We weren't a, a real good team around him. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Adam, the one, the one really good player we had that year in 1989, when Troy was a rookie and he went 0 and 11, was Herschel Walker. <laughs> and we traded Herschel Walker yep. like five games into the season. <laughs> it's the greatest so it's like, trade in NFL history, maybe. Oh, but at the time you're playing. You're trying to win. Yeah, you're, you're sitting there going, "Wait a minute, we have one good player, and we just traded him." Mm-hmm. It, obviously, it worked out in the long run for the team, but for the, our team that year in 1989, we're like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jimmy Johnson was a uh, was like a, a visionary cheat code uh, with the way he saw the game going to speed and all of that, and uh, turning all those draft picks into really good players was the key to everything that happened. In Dallas, Babe Laufenberg, part of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. I, uh, I I love the conversation. Hopefully, we can do it again when we meet in the playoffs. Yes. Well, at some point, you know, <laughs> hey, Cowboys will be back in Carolina next year. Let's do it. They do. They, they they've got the uh, NFC South next year. The All NFC right. East, so we'll we'll be in Carolina. Let me just say quickly too. Sure. I, I really. Bryce Young, to me, could not have a better situation in terms of coaching with Frank Reich and Josh McCowan as his quarterback coach. I, I know the results haven't been great. And, and again, he's a rookie, not a lot of help around him. But I, I would hate to see, based on this year, saying, okay, yeah, let's move on from Frank Reich because – uh, you, you know that Bryce Young is going to be well coached with those two guys in the room. Yeah, and Jim Caldwell as well. Look, uh, unfortunately, David Tepper is a modern owner, and right. um, and I understand, <laughs> and he's he is incredibly impatient. That has been his history, uh, even in the four years, five years that he has owned the team. Yep. So yep. Um, that's what everybody is dealing with here. Uh, I, and giving Jerry Jones credit, Jerry has been very patient with head coaches. He was with Jason Garrett. And he certainly feels it appears he's going to be that way with Mike McCarthy. Uh, but I appreciate yeah. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, okay, and you, look, look forward to the next time. Appreciate it, babe. Say say goodbye to Victoria for me. I, <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why Babe Laufenberg's a star. That's fantastic. Uh, that's All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Right, <laughs> Dave Laufenberg here on the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you, or visit our website at thedesignery.com.